Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Pop a top again. I've just got time for one more round. Set em up, my friend. All right, welcome to episode 69 of Two Drunk Brothers Woo! Podcast. 69. Nice. Very nice. nice. <laughs> um, present, as always, presented by The Hub Chicago. Uh, we got a big one for you. Uh, the calendar has turned to March. So it is officially, when you guys hear this, March 4th. March two, Madness. 2020 in March is always great. Um, the sports kind of start picking back up again. We got March Madness coming up. We're going to have a full MLB season preview coming up for you later this month. If you didn't see the editorial calendar that the Hub Chicago tweeted out, um, go check it out because we got a lot of cool stuff coming in the pipeline. And it all starts um, this week. On this week's episode, we're going to talk about, we're going to recap the um, NFL Combine a little bit, and uh, yeah, talk about our normal XFL stuff. So let's kind of jump into the Combine, and I kind of wanted to start off the Combine discussion with Travis here, um, basically asking, do you think that the Combine has a lot of effect on a player's draft stock, and then also, should it have like an effect on it? I would say yes and no at the same time. Like, I think for those players that aren't like your household names, your first rounders, really second rounders, it does help them. Later in the draft, you know, if a few guys that, you know, a team was going to take, they're off the board, they don't really have a whole lot of film, a whole lot of study up on a player, and they see, hey, this guy killed it in the combine, he's a good athlete, that could be a guy that gets picked. Um, But... Like the guys that are, you know, your first rounder yeah. skipping the combine, totally pointless. But then again, it's not like it's not like you're going to get hurt in the combine. Well, you say that, and a couple of guys did hurt their hamstrings running the forty yard dash this year. But again, this minor stuff; it'll be healed up by the time season rolls around. I kind of agree with you in the sense that most of the time, when you get some tape on players, a lot of these guys end up being like special teamers, like these fifth and seventh rounders. That's how they make teams by showing that they're athletic yeah kind of like you said quick agile um and things like that you know quarterbacks throwing at the draft at the combine doesn't make any sense no it's pointless um i mean you're throwing against air practice yeah you're throwing against air so uh, (laughs) but i mean for me it's like nobody was really talking about this player last year until the combine that was dk metcalf yeah and now you look at him and it's like okay a premier young rookie wide receiver and those guys just given better opportunity in the draft to do well but I like it and don't like it at the same time. Yeah, I, I mean, this year you had the big storylines. You had um, Henry Ruggs, who ran the 4-2-7-40, the receiver out of Bama. Uh, you had that punter, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, um, who had 45 reps on or 25 reps on bench. Now, like, again, that's not going to get him probably drafted any higher, but it gets his name out there. Yeah, and then we'll talk about some you know good performances a little later. But either way... Overall stigma of the combine, 
I mean, I remember when I was in like high school, middle school. I would love watching the combine. I watched it in college. It was super fun to watch. But then as the years go on, it's like okay, you realize kind of how pointless it really is. Well, that and I just have more important shit to do than watch <laughs> 22-year-old dudes work out for a whole day. That's, That's true. just essentially what it is. They're working out. Yeah. Then a lot of guys, too, why I think the combine is a little bit pointless, there's a, almost everyone only does like two to three workouts. Yeah, you get to pick and things. choose now. Like one of the guys I'm going to talk about later on, like I think he had a good performance but he only did like two workouts. He did the 40 and bench. One of the guys that I'm going to talk about only did bench. Yeah. So it's uh, kind of just weird how it works. But either way, we want to give you guys just like a little insight because if you're like us and didn't really pay attention too much to it, we're going to give you guys three players who helped their draft stock the most by doing it. In our opinion, uh, I'm going to start off and go first. And I'm going to say for me – Donovan Peoples-Jones, wide receiver out of Michigan. He had the best vertical jump and broad jump. Mean, but I mean, when you think about it, broad jump, what are you, what are you measuring broad jump for? When is the guy ever going to um, need to be standing still and jumping? I guess broad jump just kind of helps your flexibility, like you were reaching for a ball out of bounds. I don't know. But I mean... You're jumping, standing still. I mean, being able to hurdle guys that could a broad jump could t- could tell you that. Maybe they maybe they should do a long jump, like yeah. running jumping. Yeah, not a broad jump. Yeah, <laughs> or just like get it getting a sprint and then seeing how high you can jump over something. Yeah, I don't know. Either way, he had the best vertical and broad jump. He almost broke the record for the vertical jump, forty four and a half inches, which was two and a half inches higher than the next guy this year's combine. He was like a half inch short of the record, um, which can be big for you know those red zone targets, red zone threats that teams are looking for. I know he wasn't too highly touted, like first or second round. I think he was like late second, maybe third, but I thought he did really well. Yeah, I just thought of something off the top of my head. How, how hilarious would it be if you and I went out and like did all the drills from the combine? Just oh, so I would love to. It'd be that would make for great video content. That would. We might we might have to do that. Yeah. Bench press. What um, is it? Two twenty five. Yeah. <laughs> can you do it? Can you... I don't know if I could get one up, man. Are you shitting me? I might be able to get a I got pop a, of you up. I got a bench at my house. All right, we're that's just, dude. We might be doing that this weekend. That would be hilarious. That'd be great video content. We haven't put on a lot of video content. We're not great video editors, but it'd be hilarious. So you, you might be seeing some some two drunk brothers NFL combines like shotgunning seltzers in between them, and then just some like. Not not necessarily the drills, but just some like QB throws. Yeah, some quick some quick post routes. Yeah, that's what, right. that's coming your way. My first guy is going to be a homer pick. It's Alberto Albert yeah, Okwe. I figured Brown. that one was coming. Um, the tight end from Missouri. I mean, he ran a four four nine as a tight end. It was like the fourth fastest time since two thousand thirteen. I think only a few other tight ends have run faster than one of them being Vernie, Vernon Davis. Vernie Davis. Vernie. Um, <laughs> oh, Vernie. I think people were kind of sleeping on him because he didn't have a, a big productive year this this past year. But you got to look at who his quarterback was. Kelly Bryant's not a pocket passer, not a, not a pure no. passer. When Drew Locke was in the system, he was much better. Um, I think, honestly, show him showing his athleticism, he only ran the 40. That's all he did. But I think him showing that shows that he's got athleticism um, to compete at the next level. And I think it may have uh, pole vaulted him into the first round potentially. Okay, I mean, I know a lot of people were thinking about him in the first round. Great, I mean, he's a touchdown guy. He's yeah, he's, he's a great, great red zone guy. Yeah. My next guy is another wide receiver. It's gonna be guy we already talked about, Henry Ruggs, 
from Alabama. I mean, the dude almost broke the 40-yard dash time, which we'll talk about a little bit later, with 4.27, as well as having a top-five vertical jump in this year's combine, uh, which are honestly probably the two most important categories for a wide receiver. This like comes into play for him because he is a five foot eleven wide receiver. Yeah, and having a top five vertical jump like that's that's something that's really going to stand out in terms of all these other wide receivers that are six foot one, six foot two. This dude can jump with the best of them. I think as if he was not already teetering in the first round, it made him in the top twenty for sure. Yeah, uh, I, I think the stigma on small wide receivers is a little bit. Overplayed in my eyes. I mean, you look at a lot of small guys who made it um, recently. So, him having a, co- a good combine definitely helps out. My next guy is AJ Dillon, the running back from Boston College. Uh, he's two hundred. Showed up at the combine at two hundred and forty-seven pounds, six foot tall. So he's like kind of like Derrick Henry. Jesus. He's Derrick Henry, except he's only six foot. Well, Derrick Henry's like two sixty-five, so yeah. he's twenty pounds lighter than Derrick Henry. But still, he ran a four-five-three forty at two hundred and forty-seven pounds. And threw up 23 reps on bench. So, dude, this dude's going to be fucking tough to tackle. Um, so he's got the speed. He's got the strength. Um, he's a big, explosive back. When I was looking at it, he was, like, projected, like, a late second, early third day. So he's talking about, you know, third, fourth round. I think he may have pole vaulted into the early third, late second round range. He's not going to go round one, but can still probably help his draft stock out a little bit. Yeah, I mean, the only problem... <clears throat> Just to kind of just go off of running backs in general in the mm-hmm. NFL, that is a very crowded position to get into. This year's draft is pretty crowded in terms of running back depth as well. So trying to crack into that might be a little bit tough. But either way, uh, yeah, I like that one. My last one is a homer pick, Cale Garrett. Did he really have Line, a good one? Yeah, linebacker from Missouri. Torres, Torres Peck. Yeah, he was missed the, like the last half of the season. Maybe a little of a home bias, but I honestly think he did a good job of just getting back out there and putting his name on the board. He was shooting up the draft ranks early on this season. Yeah. And then when he got hurt, it's just like a very big question mark around his name. But he had the best 20-yard shuttle for a linebacker, which is cool. And that's 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 a big one. The twenty yard shuttle is big. You yeah, gotta, you gotta you gotta hit those gaps and be able to cut it on a dime. Yeah, exactly. Being able what about, to move what about in between cone the drill? hashes. He had the second bass for a three cone drill and that's, as a linebacker. That's even more important. Vertical vertical versus wow. Yeah, versatility <laughs> versatility. Yeah, that's but either for. way, I mean, he might not be that high of a pick just because he did get hurt this year. But being in the top two in terms of like the most agile linebacker in the combine. It's definitely going to be good to put his name back on the board, maybe be an, a mid-round pick. For sure. I like that one a lot. I didn't really pay attention to too much of what he did. Hopefully he's able to just get drafted, period. It doesn't matter when it is. My last one is McKee Becton, the offensive tackle from Louisville. Um, so when I was looking at it, before the combine, a lot of people had him as like the fourth or fifth best offensive lineman prospect, which if you're the fourth or fifth best, you're still going to get drafted late first round. Yeah, I was really say, that's pretty damn good. But... He weighs 365 pounds, and he ran a 5'11", 40. He's 6'7", 365, and he ran a 5'11", 40, which is pretty impressive. They said he's the first guy ever, 350-plus, to run um, a, a 40 like below 5'5". So that means to me he can get out in space. He has a size. His hands are almost 12 inches, 12 inches long. He put up, I think, 26 reps on bench. Um, so he can run block... And now a lot of people are saying he's going to be the first offensive lineman taken off the board after the combine because he can prove he proved his speed, he proved his strength. 
Um, now is like the big two question marks surrounding him. So I think he may be projected himself into the top ten. I saw him going to like Arizona. Yeah, he. I knew he was one of the top offensive linemen in this year's draft, which if you have a good combine, it's only going to uh, put you up there bigger and higher. So the next one we have is anyone get their draft stock hurt. Yeah. And I honestly didn't really see a whole lot in terms My, of like, oh I, man. I have like one that really sticks out, one that's like kind of and the other one's like a total like like a fucking Max Kellerman take. Okay. Who's you your me, first one? My, you don't have to elaborate too much. Just who do you go? My first one is Chase Young, the edge from Ohio State. Uh, well, he didn't He, he didn't, didn't do anything, did Exactly. He? That's exactly why. Because I think if he would have worked out and proved that he could do it, he, he, I mean, Cincinnati could be really tempted to take him at number one um, over Joe Burrow. Like, they could find a veteran quarterback, bring him in. Um, because you saw a lot of guys like your Jadavian Clownies and your Watts that really did, they worked out at the combine and projected themselves up higher on the draft. Like, Clowney's taking number one overall. Yeah. So, and he, if he wouldn't have worked out, who knows? So, I think he kind of hurt himself by not by not participating. Yeah, I, I feel you there. And mine is kind of going, like, also against the grid here. Uh, everyone's saying that the corner out of Florida, C.J. Henderson, had, a like, a really good combine, blah, blah, blah. Maybe it's because he ran a 4-3-40, 40 But when I'm looking at corner, I think, like, hey, you're going to have to probably have a good vert, right? Yeah. You're going to want to jump and contest these balls. You're only at a 37-and-a-half-inch vertical. I mean, I Which can do that. I feel like is not that high, considering you're going up against. He is six one, but you're going up against receivers at least that tall that can jump higher. So I feel like that's just kind of not good. Even though all the all the critics are saying, "Oh, he had a good combine." Yeah, I don't know. Just me, maybe. Mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun with over eighty casino style games to choose from. You too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. I'm just an idiot, but I feel like that's not that high. Here's the guy that stood out to me. It's Trey Adams, the offensive lineman out of Washington. Um, he had health con- he had health concerns coming in, but then he ran a five six forty, and he did not do the bench press. Which for an offensive lineman not doing the bench press, like what's the fucking point? Yeah, you're supposed to be. Strong. I mean, you're supposed to be strong and big. I think he could have slid out of the first round, and con- he was initially. You know, thought of as a late late one, early two. I think you can actually slide the late two, early three because of that. So, for sure, mine, my second one is going to be Jake Fromm. Yep, that was almost one of mine. Jake Fromm ran a five point oh one forty. I mean, he's just he's really slow. He looked lethargic out there, and I mean, I wasn't super high on him coming into the draft in the first place. 
And nonetheless, he just didn't really stand out to me. I know speed and a quarterback's not really everything with yeah. Tom Brady. But either way, like I just feel like he should be young and agile coming from Georgia. But most, that's just me. Most definitely. Uh, my last guy is A.J. Um, Epenza. Epenza. Epenza, the edge rusher from Iowa. He was First of all, he's already being knocked because he was too small to be an edge rusher. Now he's apparently too slow because he ran a 5.05. Damn. Um, yeah. Some thought of him. Some thought of him as like a top five edge rusher in the draft, and now there's like now they're questioning like, can he even play edge rusher in the NFL? Like, should he move to like interior D lineman? So I think it's really going to take a team to want to experiment with him, and a lot of teams don't want to experiment with their first round defensive lineman picks. They want guys to come in if you're if you're being picked on the D line, it's going to have to come in and produce from day one. Um, so I don't think he's going to be able to do that. I think he's going to slide into the second round. Um, that really kind of hurt his draft stock running that five oh five. Yeah, I mean, that's people knocked Michael Sam when he was coming in because he ran like a 5'9. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were like, this is way too slow for an edge rusher, blah, blah, blah. One of the slowest in like the recent years when he ran it. Yeah. So that's just, I mean, yeah, that is not good at all. Um, my you said, third. You said 5'9 was a 4'9, by the way. Did I say 5'9? Yeah. Oh, uh, sorry. Yeah, I meant 4'9 for sure. Definitely not 5'9. <laughs> um, mine, I don't really have a. You know, third one really written down. But I saw a lot of bad stigma coming from the tight end out of Vanderbilt, Jared Pinckney. Yeah. And just how he just wasn't slow. He didn't look good. He wasn't slow. Or he wasn't fast. Damn. (laughs) Man, I don't know what's getting to me tonight. He wasn't fast. He was moving slow. His hands were bad. And he was supposed to be like one one of the top tight ends to go off the board. And he wasn't. Yep. Or he wasn't projected to be after the combine, so that's one to look for him drop into the draft. All right, so that does it for our winners and losers. We're going to roll into who had the most impressive test. Now, this is something I put like bench forty, whatever it be. I already kind of showed my cards. I'm, I'm mine. I thought that punter with the twenty five on the on the bench was impressive, and Henry Ruggs forty yard dash was impressive to me. Okay, yeah, I have Henry Ruggs. Mine also. Not the punter for the bench press. Mine was a different bench press. Mine was Natane Muti. He's a guard out of Fresno State. He did 44 reps on Holy bench. Holy shit. He did 44 reps. The record's 49. He said he was mad at himself because he did 48 in practice. But he put his name out there on that one. I think he's one of the top guards to go in the draft now. Uh, but that's all he did. He, that's the only guy, or that's the only thing he did was bench. He was a lineman. The only thing I think you need to do is probably the three-cone drill. Yeah. Three-cone drill, bench. You don't need to jump. You don't need to fucking do long jump. You don't need to do the 40, really. Um, so, I mean, that's that, uh, that's 44 impressive. reps. This 44 is reps is insane. Uh, also, they did an interview with him afterwards. Uh, and, you know, he's a big boy, obviously, and he's from Fresno State. So he eats in and out. Is a he a lot. big Samoan? Yeah, he's from Hawaii. Yeah, uh, he eats in and out a lot. And he was talking about how he did a ten by ten. Yeah, ten patties and ten slices of cheese. Yeah, and like I just can't imagine. He had to eat it. He had to like devouring. No, he had to like take. What I would do if I had that is I would take the top five patties and the top bun and eat it like that. And the bottom, your fingers would be greasy as all hell, and I'd see your face is already disgusting. <laughs> For those who know, Travis hates getting greasy. Oh, I don't, I don't eat messy. So that's what I would do. I would do the top five and the top bun and the bottom five and the bottom bun. Because I mean, you can't eat ten patties. Hell no. 
One, of, one of our friends, Darren Lawson, back in the day, used to hammer the 7x7 seven seven at Steak and Shake after a night at the bar. 7x7. Seven seven. And that was insane. But think about, because he said he had to order, because they had an actual 4x4 four four on the menu, and then he had to order the rest like solo. How expensive would that be to order Wait. these 10x10? So he ordered the what? They actually have a 4x4 four four yeah. on the menu. or like I mean, something in and out's not order. that expensive. You never, you never had it in and out, have you? No. I would equate it to... It's it's not ex- as expensive as Five Guys, but I think I went out when I went there. I got a burger, fries, and a drink, and it was like uh, I don't know, probably like eight nine bucks. So like in between a Five Guys and a Steak and Shake. Yeah. So yeah. either way, that had to at least run them twenty dollars mm. for all that, just for the burger. Oh yeah. But either oh, yeah. way, dude mashed it. Forty four reps on a bench. Uh, pretty crazy. Yeah. Moving on in, following Henry Ruggs, so this, almost breaking. Yeah, so Henry Ruggs, Henry Ruggs almost broke the record for the forty yard dash at four two seven. The record was Dree Archer. Yeah, who four two five four two four? It was so he beat four, it by point oh five, or he almost his point oh five short. So it was four two two four two two. Yeah, so I got me thinking, and I saw shout out Barstool Big Cat for tweeting this out. The top 10 fastest 40 times by wide receivers. And you look at the names, and they're really not that impressive. Oh, man, you should see them. I have them. You want yeah, them? You want I don't them? have them. You go. So John Ross, obviously, which he's, he's, been okay. he's been all right. Rondell Mendez in 1999. Don't know who that is. Nope. Jerome Mathis in 2005. Marquise Goodwin in 2013, who is starting to appear now six years later. Yeah. Um, Henry Ruggs, 2020, obviously. Jacoby Ford in 2010. Nope. No idea. J.J. Nelson in 2015. Average at best. At, yes. Darius Hayward Bay in 09. Who Flop. never, never. He was a first round pick. And then I only got to nine. Yamone Figures in 07. No idea who that is. So, I mean, you look at the companies in. I mean, you have Marquise Goodwin. John Ross. John Ross. J.J. Nelson. I mean, if you want to be lumped in he's with okay. J.J. Nelson. I mean, he's all right. And John Ross is, has, is not that great either. He's I mean, had a lot of uh, injury problems. He's had injury problems, but when he's out there, he does good. So, yeah. like, is being fast, like, really a big tell? I think it is. doesn't look promising for him, but like I mentioned earlier, him placing in the top five in his vertical jump, at being a 5'11 wide receiver, I think that's kind of a big deal. Yeah. Um, we will see, though. We shall see. So... I had it on here to talk about the CBA, but did you even really look up much about it? No, I don't. I still don't know what's going on with it. This is, I was listening to it earlier on the way down. We're recording at Travis's house tonight on Pat McAfee's show, and basically, they're trying to get trying to get the push for seventeen games. Um, if the players want to go into a strike, they're trying to get this two hundred fifty thousand um, dollar. Like players, if they if there's, if there's a lockout, they get two hundred fifty thousand dollars for the year, and. Marquise Pounce, the Pouncey brothers, and some other somebody else, I can't remember who it was, are said they they would give up their two hundred fifty thousand dollars because they don't really need it, and give it to people who are who would need it more, like this, those lower tier players who really can't afford to go on strike. So I thought that was interesting to hear. So how great would that be for the league we're getting ready to talk about next if the NFL went on strike, the XFL? I mean, oh, yeah, that'd be. I mean, every game would probably sell out. You would think if the had if, if they if the NFL was locked out for a full season and guys and like these lower tier guys started jumping ship and going to play for the XFL, if they could, I don't know, I don't know how the contract situation would. Yeah, work. I highly doubt that Roger Goodell and the NFL would let that happen. Yeah, but 
It would be amazing. But either way, I mean, people would want their football. People would come. People would. It would be sold out. It it's would like, be awesome. Uh, it's like feel the dreams. You build, you build it. They will come. They will come. All right, but that's going to do it for our combine talk. Probably went a little longer than we wanted to. We're going to roll into the XFL stuff, talk about our new updated power rankings after four weeks, and give you our week five line. So let's get into it. Hey everyone, as you know, we've been recording with Anchor for about a year now, and honestly, it's the best way to record a podcast. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast because A, it's free, B, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. I'm actually recording this ad from my phone, and they'll distribute your podcast to you for free to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and like 10 other platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership required, and it makes everything so simple. If you want to start a podcast today, go download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. My friends are degenerates, but I never change them. Liars, cheats, and hypocrites, not the time for saving. All right, so XFL, four weeks in. After this weekend, we will be officially at the halfway mark of the season, which is kind of crazy to think about. It feels like, you know, just yesterday we were talking about this thing kind of coming up. Um, so we're going to talk, we're going to give our updated power rankings this oh, is after man. four weeks. And this is going to be interesting because I feel shit like changed. the shit did change. And I feel like there's two, I feel like there's two teams at the top and then it's like a crap shoot for everybody else. Like, honestly. Yeah. I would I would argue to say that there's three teams that are, are no, there are three teams for sure that are the top three. And then after that, it's like, okay, you might as well just, you know, it's yeah, just, it's a crapshoot, like you said. So, we'll have to, so we're we're gonna talk about. I don't know my change off the on, on my on my script. I got one you. Trap. Oh, you do. So okay. we'll go. We'll just go back back and forth. We'll give we'll, our eight sevens. Eight? Okay. So my eight, mine stayed the same, even though they got the win. I'm just rolling vipers. Really? My eight. Wow. Um, we but you'll you'll difference. you'll hear you'll hear who keeps going. But yeah, not proven yet. They had one good game. One good game. Like it's a Keep very struggling DC team. Exactly. So staying at eight for this week. Not saying they can't jump. Who All right. Got? I have I have Seattle. Um, Brandon Silvers is a horrid really? quarterback. Yep. It's horrid. I know. I know. They brought in BJ Daniels in the second half. They brought in BJ Daniels in the second half. But I just think that you know I don't see them going up after this week either. They play Houston on the road, so they're going to be probably one and four after this weekend. Um, and I just think that their defense stinks. I think their offense, they had a big spark plug with B.J. Daniels in the second they half. They played very good. Their defense is pretty decent. Okay, but their offense was stagnant. The only reason, I think the only reason why B.J. Daniels ran up on Tamu, I mean, on, on the Battle Hawks, was because no one knew who the fuck, they, they didn't plan for that. Yeah. So. Either way, I still. I, Seattle's my eight. Yeah, that's so a, how that's big a, of a drop is that's that. That's a two-team drop for Jarrett. My seven is the Guardians. Or no, I'm sorry. That was last week. My seven is Defenders. Yeah. They dropped four for me. Yeah. And there's no argument. That's not my seven, but they're uh, they're next after seven. There's no argument for me on that one. No, there isn't. I mean, they're, they're, they're point, horrible. They're Cardinal horrible. Jones is yelling at his receivers, yep. saying they need to be benched. By the way, not even going to talk about that situation. I was in DFS, a DFS DraftKings League. With Jarrett going against Jarrett, he was in first. I needed 1.8 points, so I needed one catch for eight yards from uh, DeAndre Tompkins. Cardinal Jones decides that he wants to basically slit his throat, 
sit him on the bench. Yeah. Doesn't throw his way. He threw his way three times. Couldn't hit him a single fucking time. Fuck Cardell Jones and the defenders. Yeah, I mean, I told you after the first two weeks, and when you had him at, still at number one in your rankings, I'm like, man, they played the two worst teams in the league. They beat Tampa Bay and they beat New York. So these power rankings are going to, we're not saying, we're not predicting it. We're just saying how they played through the f- previous week. I'm, take, I'm taking in, for me, it's how they played the previous week. Also taking in what they've done throughout the season as well. But more than likely not, it's what they did. But I'm not saying, I'm saying that for us, these power rankings aren't, okay, we're predicting where they're going to finish. It's oh, just no. how, what they're playing like at yeah. the moment. Yeah, so DC7 for you. For me, it's L.A. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Wildcats are seven. Man. Um, they had a tough three-point loss after their first one of the year. However, Josh Johnson is playing good football. I think they can kind of jump up there. I do see L.A. being a better team. Um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be interesting to me to see how they play Tampa Bay this week. Yeah, I'm still not I'm, – I'm not giving up on them just yet after my jump with them last week. You'll see that. My number so what's, six. So what's my L.A. drop? What would they drop? Uh, that was your seven. They dropped two as well. Two spots. My six is the Guardians. They jumped up one. I still, I mean, I'm not that impressed with them. Louis Perez giving them a good spark, but yeah. you got to think, they played some really horrible games to start the year. They did. They beat the Wildcats by three. Not impressive. On the road in shitty weather in New York. Not impressive yeah. at home. I am going to just keep them at six. All right, my six is D.C., uh, I don't need to talk about. Don't talk. I mean, they got thrown. They given up sixty four points. They dropped two for you, so everyone's dropped yeah. two for you so far. Which means uh, somebody's about to make a big jump. Yeah, going into five. My five is the Dragons. Okay, so they are a one point bump up for me. I think the BJ Daniels transition is huge for them. It's gonna be. I I I think for me, if they play tough against Houston this weekend, they'll make a huge jump for me. Yeah, Brandon Silver's. Not good. Wasn't that good in the AF. I think that they played the Battlehawks tough. He kept them in it. I mean, he didn't score a lot, but I think he just gave their defense, you know, some Hope. time to rest, yeah. some a little bit of spark. So I put I moved them up one. Okay, my five's Tampa Bay. So they that's a three point jump up for me. Oh my goodness, Tampa Bay. I think they decimated D- DC last week. Their rushing attack was deadly. They had two hundred plus yard rushers, which is insane. We've barely seen any of those in, in the in the XFL this year. Um, now, but that's are, all they did. Is they this, ran it and ran it? Is and this ran the it. team we finally thought that we would see? We'll see how it pans out this weekend when they play LA. Because I mean, if Tampa Bay beats LA, you're talking about a team that we thought we are who we they are who who we thought they were. Yeah. Um, 
We'll see. Not sold on them, but it could prove me wrong. My number four stayed the exact same. I have the Wildcats at four. They, like Jared said, they played a shitty game in New York. There should not be a team in New York outside in the XFL. Um, not giving up on them yet. It was a very close game. Their defense played good. Josh Johnson, though, should be kind of used to playing that weather. He played for the Redskins last he's year. Still, he's through for 330 yards and, three tu- and two touchdowns. 330 yards. Might be able to result in more touchdowns, but either way, yeah. they only put 14 points on the board. That's true. Uh, Wildcats just remain at four. We'll see how they do this week. Okay, my four is the New York Guardians. Uh, Matt McGloin stunk. I call. I called that from the fucking beginning. They finally brought in uh, Louis Perez. He's playing a spark. They're playing a decimated Dallas team this week with no Landry Jones. So we'll see how that pans out. So New York for me, how big of a bump up was New York? That is I'm a, at, I'm at four. That is a four. Four point bump up. For me, I had him at eight four, last two, week. Three, yeah. You had him at eight. Really? Yeah, you had them dead last. Three on out are going to be the same. Guarantee it. Three is the Renegades. This is going to be interesting, though. Their two, lo- their two losses have come against the top two teams in the league, and they played both close. They lost to the Battlehawks by six, and they lost to the Renegades by seven. I mean, the Roughnecks by seven. So that is a two-point bump up for me. For Jared, it stays the same. They it's going to be inter- they have Philip Nelson coming back this week. They turned the ball over four times. Five. Five. Or Landry Jones threw, or maybe Landry Jones turned the ball over four times. The whole team turned the ball over five times, and they still only lost by seven. Still only lost by seven. They had the chance to tie it at the very end. Their, they defense, the their, their defense is good. They were on the three-yard line, had the chance to tie it, couldn't do it. Easily top three team in the league. Number two, honestly, I have I have seen so many professionals and analysts have the Battle Hawks over the Roughnecks at this point after last week. I, I, I don't disagree, but just because they beat us head-to-head. I know. I know I'm going to go ahead seen... and say if the, is... if the Battle Hawks and the Roughnecks were play tomorrow, I'm taking the Battle Hawks all day. And this is the argument that I've seen. The Roughnecks started good, and they've just kind of... They, I mean, they started good week one, and then just they've been tapered, steady ever since. Tapered. And then everyone's like, the Battlehawks, they keep getting better each week. If their offense doesn't step up, their defense does. And I totally agree. I think they are the more well-rounded team. But just based on what you said, I have them at two as well. I have the Battlehawks Just at because we lost to the Roughnecks, which leads, obviously, the Roughnecks at one. They're the only 4-0 team in the league. And they play the, who this week? The Dragons? Yeah. Which, looking like a 5-0, and I don't, I mean, shit, it's going to be tough at this point to hand the Roughnecks a loss. Yeah, really, division. their offense is just so explosive. Now their defense is another, like, that, and like you said, the Battlehawks are the more well-rounded team. Like, if I see, Roughnecks if, if, I, if I see another win by, by St. Louis, if St. Louis goes on the road and beats D.C. handily, holds them to like very little points, and the Roughnecks have a tough game against Seattle next week. Don't be surprised if I have singles number yeah. one. I mean, same. I almost did it. Yep. But I would probably get ragged on a little bit just because they did beat St. Louis. But either way, mm. by four points, and it was a shitty call. Shitty call. We had we started out so slow that game, which we feel like we're, I'm, I feel like we're finally getting over that. Um, yeah, the the offensive coordinator has been doing a good job. But either way. The Achilles heel of this Roughnecks team is going to be their defense. Oh, that's horrid. They're not good. No. I mean, Even they though they had five turnovers. turnovers but they, yeah. They still almost blew it. They're yeah. not that good. They let up a lot of points. They, The thing is, it's kind of, and it, 
I always revert back to this. They look like the Ravens did this year. They rely on that offense. Yeah. Look at them. Look at what the Ravens did against the Titans. Well, yeah, St. Louis shut them. Like, St. Louis was down. I can't remember what his score was at halftime, but it wasn't wasn't great. I was moving in my house, and I was like, fuck this. I'm going to keep the game on, but I'm going to start putting together new furniture. And then second half, we shut their offense down, and we, and we made it a comeback. So, like you said, if their offense is not clicking, if you take away – P.J. Walker and that and that Cam Phillips guy, that's that's their offense. That's it. I yeah, mean, that's it. So, so no chain, no uh, real surprise. Three to one, crazy differences. Four to eight. Yeah, for both of us. Yeah, I mean, um, it, it, we'll, have to, we'll tweet out a graphic this week, but yeah, I mean, I like I did last week. I'll show you. What so the our our were. our three two and ones are the same, but four through like I said, four through eight. Did you have Dallas at three last week? I did not have them at five. Okay, so they bumped up. I had Dallas. My three, two, and one said the same. Four through eight was vastly different. And honestly, I could see it changing even more outside this week. I mean, we'll see. I mean, it's going to change every week regardless. I think maybe, you know, week seven through ten, not as many teams will move. We'll see. But um, your biggest risers were... Your eight through six teams, they all bumped up two. Mm -hmm. Or actually, your eight bumped up four. So yeah, I mean, you'll have to see the graphic for yeah. My, my my eight bumped up four, and then everybody else bumped up two. Mine's pretty easy. Yeah, the defenders dropped four, and the dragons bumped two. That's only like big changes. My, in my defenders mind. dropped pretty big for me too. So, but in regards to who can take down the Roughnecks, obviously, I think there's only two teams in contention at this point, which are the Battlehawks and Renegades. At this point. No, I said who who can take who can take those two those two teams down. Oh, uh, who can take that? I thought you meant who can take down the Roughnecks. No, no, no. who can take just the Battlehawks? Because you got to think Battlehawks are four are three and three and one. Houston's four and zero. Oh. They've the St. Louis's only loss has been to Houston by four points. Who out of those teams? Who out of the rest of the rest of the league can take can honestly compete and take down? I mean, I was I, honestly, I wanted to say Dallas, but now with no Andrew Jones, you saw how that. I mean, if if St. Louis was playing how they were last weekend, week one, we would have beat Dallas by fucking twenty points. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I Phil really Nelson sucks. I really don't think anyone at this point is going to beat those two. I think it's the Battlehawks and Roughnecks in the championship. If I had a gun to your head and was like, pick a team that can that you think can beat these two teams, who who are you picking? Pick a team that can beat these two teams. Any given, any given Sunday or Saturday, who can beat these two teams? I'm, I'm going to go the Renegades just because their defense is there. Okay, you're going to call me crazy, but I'm going to say Tampa Bay. If Tampa Bay plays like they did last week and has that rushing attack, we haven't seen a rushing attack like that in the XFL at all this year. Well, obviously, you could also say, what if the Wildcats play like they did against the Defenders two weeks ago when they beat them 39-9? So, yeah, now we're we talking more about are the Defenders a shitty team now? Oh, or? 100% they are. Yeah. But uh, either Maybe way... Maybe you were talking about how St. Louis might play, might play the defenders in the playoffs for the East. Now it might be New York. Yeah, I, think, I, mean, I, think, I think that two seed in the East is wide open. You might as well just give... Let's just play next week the championship between the Roughnecks and the Battlehawks. Because that, that's what it's going to be. You think? Easy. Wham, bam. Which is unfair because the championship's in Houston. Thank but. you, man. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. We will travel well. Degenerates Digest... Our weekend gambling slate coming up. Honestly, we did shitty last weekend. I didn't do horrible. I can go out there and say it. Jarrett, you finished down down 1.3 units on oh, the really? four games because you had that three-unit bet on the Wildcats. Oh, yeah. 
So you finished down 1.3. You won. You went two and two, and then I went one and three. But I had a three unit bet that hit. So you finished. Well, what's point- our net on the year though for XFL? They didn't change. We're still up on the year for XFL. Yeah. So you finished down 1.3. I actually also finished down 1.3. Okay. Which is kind of crazy. Yeah. So that would be drunk math. Two point six. We were up five point nine. Uh, Three point three is what we're still up on the XFL. It's not horrible. There's there's opportunity to make money in this league. Um, I think this week's lines. If I had to do like a big ass parlay on three out of the four games, I would do it this weekend. Yep, and we're gonna roll into it right yeah. here. Here it is. The first game, one o'clock on Saturday. The Dragons at the Roughnecks. Roughnecks are a whopping thirteen yeah, point favorites. Over unders forty six. Rolling on the dragons, dude. Ham- I'm doing two units on the dragons at plus thirteen. Yep, I am also doing two. I mean, I know we know the dragons aren't great, but are the roughnecks thirteen points better than? No, they're not. Houston's defense is so bad enough for me to take this line. If BJ Daniels plays like he does, like he did in the second half against St. Louis, I mean, you're talking about a game that Seattle could potentially win. Like they could potentially win this game if they don't turn the ball oh, over. That's what, yeah, yeah. I mean, I know it's in Houston, which kind of makes it a little bit different, but the B.J. Daniels team that just played the Battle Hawks, that whole team... If they, they outscored played, them 13-6 in the second half. Yeah, if they play like they do against the Roughnecks, like they did against the Battle Hawks, they are in this game not only to win, but easily cover. Oh, cover. Don't don't bet on the money line just because we said that. Yes. Take the spread. Two units for me. Rolls into a second game on Saturday. You got 4 p.m. on Fox. It's the New York Guardians at the Dallas Renegades. And Dallas is the two-point favorites. What's the over-under? 36.5. Doesn't matter. I'm taking the Guardians plus eight. Same. Guardians plus eight. Dallas, while they looked good. No Andrew Jones this week. Did he get? He's he's officially out four to six weeks. Damn. So who's their backup? Phil Nelson. The fucking underwear model? Yeah, the guy guy who played against St. Louis week one. Okay. And New York has been rolling. Louis Perez seems to be the real deal. I'm only going one unit, though, because I still don't trust the Guardians all that much. Really? One unit? I'm going two. Okay, Jared's going two on the first two. Got a big one coming up. The Sunday game, the first game, it's the Battle Hawks at 2 o'clock. Battle Hawks minus three at the Defenders. I don't... Going Battle Hawks minus three, what's five the, units. What's the over-under? 39. 39. Battlehawks minus three, five units. I'm doing three on Battlehawks minus five. Three. You better put your mortgage on. No, I'm just kidding, but really, if you can, put your mortgage on the Battlehawks minus three. <sighs> the defenders. Yeah, they're horrible. They just shut. They just got shut out by the fucking Vipers. Yeah, the fucking Vipers. I don't care what you say. Roll the Battlehawks. Roll them. I, I I agree. I mean, DC's horrible. Miley, we haven't played on the road in two weeks. Don't care. Continue. And it's outside <laughs> in cold weather. But we're the only team that plays inside, so we've already played outside. We played in fucking Texas Minus twice. three. I get it. Minus, I, I, I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm also taking us minus three because I think it's, a, it's, my, it's my only three-unit bet of the weekend. So, yeah. But five is insane. I love the confidence. I do think that... We have the potential to absolutely route them on Sunday at two. Jarrett's rolled seven units out so far. I've or Jarrett's rolled yeah, seven units out. I've rolled eight. Last game on Sunday, 
Kind of a crapshoot. Eight o'clock. Yeah, late ass. Because game. It's, it's an ESPN. It's it, they're trying to get the same. And night. it's in LA. Yeah, Tampa Bay. The Vipers at LA. LA is one and a half point favorites, and the over under is forty and a half. I know Jarrett. Me and Jarrett are gonna have opposite picks on this because he's in love with the Vipers. I didn't do the spread. Okay, he did the over under of forty and a half. I'm taking the Wildcats at one and a half because I said I kept them at four. I still haven't given up on them. I'm not convinced about the Vipers yet. They won one game. They beat the defenders who are playing horribly. Yeah, who scored nine points the last two weeks. They can pretty much, I mean, one and a half, that's beat them pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it definitely LA is. at home. I'm taking the over 40 and a half. I thought about it. Didn't do it. What? It's my, my most least confident. Everything you're else. Mo- is- you're most least confident. <laughs> it's my least confident at one unit. Um, because I don't know which of these teams will will show up on both sides. I really don't. No, it's hard to Are say. Are we going to see a Tampa Bay team from last week? Or are we going to see a Tampa Bay team from the previous three weeks? Are we going to see an L.A. team that showed up against D.C.? Or the L.A. team that showed up in New York? This I mean, honestly, I don't know. Be... So, I think Josh Johnson has been slinging the ball well enough. Um, and if Tampa Bay can keep up their running attack, again, take this with a grain of salt because this over would have only hit in half these teams' combined games. So it's literally a fucking flip of the coin. And I'm going with the over. So I can't I mean, I can't believe. This game is gonna be high scoring or there's gonna be fifteen total points. Yeah. Seriously. It really is how it's gonna be. So that's my least confident one unit. But that's your degenerates digest. We don't have any conflicting picks this week. Uh, Carl we Carl's rolled. gonna give a shit again. Who? Carl gave a shit last week. You see yeah, that? no, I know, I saw that. We got a lot of sh- we got a lot of flack for the first three games of the weekend all being the same, just like they are this week. But hey, we can't help it that we know how to win. Yeah, you guys are going to see our combine tape coming up this week. Yeah, I mean, that's So um, real quick, let's talk about Week Four numbers, TV and attendance for the XFL. See how it's trending up and down. Um, Travis, did you want me to just like kind of like fire this and, and, and spit it off or? Yeah, I mean, we can talk about it. We talk so before total, it starts. Yeah, we all know that attendance it's going to dip off. Viewing has been dipping off, but the, the thing is, it, it needs to stay. You know, like to where the XFL can attain being profitable. Which, which I was looking it up. They, the XFL brass, said that if they are averaging fourteen to sixteen thousand fans per game and staying above the million viewers mark on average. But they're happy with that. Which, spoiler alert, they, they hit they hit both of those this weekend again. So that's four. Weeks. I was too lazy to look up the AAF numbers from last year, but I don't think after four weeks they were still doing this. Are we looking at attendance or both? Both. Okay. We'll so att- I I have it right here. Attendance. This. So the the concerning thing is attendance dipped for the for the first week ever. So week one to week two there was a bump. Week two to week three there was a bump. Week three to week four. You saw a dip in attendance overall. It dipped by about 14%, but still had 70,000 total fans in attendance for the four games. Okay, time out. Let's take into the fact that there were maybe 3,000 people at that New York game. I mean, it was... It was bad. No, I'm sorry. They actually said that there was 12,000 people there. They still said there was 12,000 people? It looked like a fucking spring game for a Big South football team, <laughs> is what it looks like. It was horrible. Anyway, continue. <laughs> um, Dallas had a strong showing this week. They were the only team this week that I saw. A, so all these teams this week, it was their second home game. 
So, okay. so bump from their first home game to their second home game. Dallas had a bump from by six and a half percent. They had from week one to week four. They're on the roads week week two and week three. New York saw a big dip, the biggest thirty two point four percent dip. They went from having twelve thousand. They went from having seventeen thousand six hundred thirty four in week one to twelve thousand one hundred sixty six last week. Now. I think the weather played a big factor. In the that. weather definitely did. It was shitty. It was rainy. It was cold. So again, like Travis said, the Vipers also dipped by thirty-two point four percent. That's from, because their team was playing like shit, though. So now let's see how it is. If they can, if they they won this week, if they go on the road and win, let's see how it is when they come back. Home. Yeah. Um, and then St. Louis also had a small dip of eight percent. Now, to be fair, they boasted the second highest attendance in the league. Their home opener. With uh, 29,554. They still had 27, which was a sellout. They still had 27,190 last week, which is impressive. Which remind you that 29,000, that, that was the second highest. Yeah. That was the second highest. Next. That would have been the second highest in the AAF the whole season. Really? Yeah. Um, week four in the AAF, the average attendance was 9,582. So I'm, it did spike back up after do that. Some, do, do some math real quick. Let's so we'll do, do some math. So let's do shit on Dallas's numbers. Never mind. No math. No, no math. math. No math. I still no think math. it's higher than nine thousand. I mean, you got you had twenty nine. You had twenty seven thousand in St. Louis. You had Vipers. I don't have their numbers either. But then you had New York, who had twelve thousand by themselves. So they were the lowest, and they had more than nine thousand. Yeah. So I mean, it would have been probably close to twenty, which would have topped any AAF numbers every week if it's over. The highest AAF got was I got, I got, 19. I this is totally off topic. My wife texted me. She's scared. We just moved into a new lake house. She's scared at night. She said she thinks she saw Nessie in our lake. Oh, my God. Their lake, I could probably not skip a rock across it, but I could probably swim across that lake. Ooh. We're not going to do that, that one. Another video challenge. <laughs> That's going to be a 15-minute video of me doing doggy paddle <laughs> for 10 of it. And maybe me riding along the side on the jumbo, make sure he doesn't fucking drown. Um, I could swim across that lake. Ah, uh, but but that's that's a long way. It's it's maybe a quarter mile. So when I no when I run around it, it's 0.75 miles. Okay, so it's maybe a quarter mile straight across. Can you? Guys, let us know if you listen this far. Can Travis you, swim a quarter mile? If you listen to this, don't text us if you have our number. Tweet at us when we tweet out the episode tomorrow if you think I could swim a quarter mile or across Jared's Lake. A know. lot of you guys probably seen pictures of my snaps. Anyway, let's, I jump, do it. let's jump into TV ratings. All the networks dipped again this week. But still, like I said, every game was over a million viewers. Barely. A few, a couple of them. Uh, L.A. and New York had 1.5 million on ABC. St. Louis and Seattle had 1.8. The highest. Yep. The highest on Fox. Now, this these games on the FS1 numbers, we got to take with a grain of salt. How many people actually have Fox Sports One? Probably not a lot. Yeah, like I have to log. Me and Travis both log into my parents' Directv account, so there's really three fucking people watching it, but they're only counting it as one. That's because true. All three of us are watching it. No one has. Fox Sports 1. Even when I had DirecTV, I don't think I had Fox Sports 1. Um, that had 1.13 million. Um, that was in the Dallas and Houston game. And then DC Tampa Bay on ESPN 2, 1.03. I think that kind of leads itself. DC is a team on on the downfall. Tampa Bay was 0-3 before then. And yeah, so that kind of... But there's still all of them over 1 million viewers. So 
I think the XFL is in a good spot after four weeks still. I think it is. It's not bad. Uh, we'll see moving forward. We're going to cover it until the motherfucker shuts down. Yeah. You already know that. But that does it for Sports Talk this week. Yeah, so do you want to do this? I just kind of pulled it out of my Yeah, ass let's today. do it. We're going to do kind of a pop culture debate, poll, blah, 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 whatever. Something away from sports to give you guys a little mix-up. I think there are like 12 questions on here. There's, yeah. There's like 12. Something like that. Um, so we did – there's like – and it shows like a map of the United States, like which votes more. Um. Marvel or DC? I think we're obviously both leaning Marvel here. Wait, you? I, I? It's like a? It's like a poll. You click? You click through it? Oh, do you click through it? Yeah. Where do you hit? Yeah. That brings up. Yeah, I know. Oh, the first one's Marvel and DC. Yeah, the first one's Marvel and oh, DC. D- Marvel all the way. Mar- yeah, Marvel all the way. Yeah. As you and you're not looking at the map, but I mean, there's like six states that have DC. Yeah. If you vote DC, then I don't know. I'm not in love with Marvel. But I'll choose that any day over DC. Xbox or PlayStation? Xbox, 100% of the day. Oh, Xbox all day long. No one wants to handle those flimsy-ass, long, fucking gangly PlayStation controllers anymore. Pieces of shit. I can throw a fucking Xbox controller and not break it. Exactly. Throw a PlayStation controller, it's getting fucking If I spike an Xbox controller, it maybe has a scuff in it. With a PlayStation controller, I need to bring the vacuum out. Yeah. Um... This one, not really sure. Star Wars, A New Hope versus The Empire Strikes Back. Uh, is The New Hope the original one? I think it is. I think so. Yeah, I'm going to go with the OG. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Not Nothing, not, nothing too interesting. Um, What's this one? Don't know what that one is. Skip We're skipping that. that one. Skip. Best James Bond. Never watched. I don't nope, think I've watched Not a, a big single, James Bond. We're probably going to get flame James for that. Bond. Best Batman. Oof. I'm going to go with Michael Keaton. Um, I'm going to go with Don't Give a Fuck, because I yeah. honestly don't know if I've watched... You're going to flame me for this. Don't know if I've watched a full single Batman movie. I mean, they're the Dark Knight ones are the only ones that are good. Yeah, so... But I do like Michael Keaton Batman. Batman vs. Superman. DC sucks, but I'm going to go with Batman. I'll go Batman just because of the legacy of yeah. Batman. Superman movies suck, Even too. though we do live close to like the origin of Batman. Or of Superman. Yeah, in Illinois. Illinois, yeah. somewhere. Don't know the name of it. Me either. Somewhere in Illinois. We're close. Um, don't know that one. Don't know that one. Man, these are... What the actual F? Star Wars versus Star Trek. Star Wars. If you watch Star Trek, you're a nerd. <laughs> nerd. I, yeah, I don't, again, don't think I've watched a Star Trek. No. Ever. I, Darren lost... This is Darren's second mention of the podcast yeah, today. Yeah, no shit. We're going to we're gonna have to let him know. He made me watch one one time, and it wasn't bad. It was like the new one that they came out with, but it's not my type of thing. Yeah, so that about does it. Yeah, those are some pop culture debates because I want to throw some in there because, again, cards get, oh, not cards against humanity. Answer the internet is probably back, boxed up somewhere. Boxed up somewhere in my, my new house, but I think that was a good episode this week. We had a lot of talk, some draft talk. Like I said, next week is going to be MLB. MLB. Is it? Yeah. We saw someone yeah. UFC 248 today? No. That's this weekend, though. Is it this weekend? I don't Is know it? who's fighting on it. It's it's Israel Adesanya. Oh, he'll win. There you go. We yeah. gave it to you. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops, it is this weekend. My well, bad, but anyway. UFC 246, go catch it. 248. 248. See, it can't be that important. I couldn't even remember the name. I mean, it's not that huge of a card. So, um, But anyway... 
We'll see you guys next week. We've got a lot of stuff coming pipeline. Next week we'll have conference championship stuff and normal XFL stuff. Then we have the full bracket breakdown the week after that. And then we have the MLB season breakdown after that. So let's get it. There you go. Peace. I say so too. Big 40s and a big ass Draco. Green moments when you ask how my day go. Put up a phone, now that's blueberry fango. My phone's moving, we straight to short shit. Two small bands just to take you out real quick. Three more hoes, pull up on fucking shit. That's how it goes. Big bands, I'm coming straight. One bad bitch, and she do it. I say so too. Big 40s and a big ass Draco. Green moments when you ask how my day go. Put up a phone, now that's blueberry fango. My phone's moving, we straight to short shit. Two small bands just to take you out real quick Three more hoes, pull up on fucking shit That's how it goes, big bands, I'm coming shit I'm with my niggas, yeah, we some rock stars Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize Playing Chumba Casino this year I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience It's serious fun With over 80 casino style games to choose from You too could win life changing amounts of cash Be like Mary, log on to ChumbaCasino.com And give them a whirl That's ChumbaCasino.com No purchase necessary, void or prohibited by law 18 plus, terms and conditions apply See website for details The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner